0: A man's uneventful life is disrupted by the zombie apocalypse.
1: This is Ryan.
0: And this is Ashley.
1: And this is Ruining In Our, our childhood. childhood. The bonus
0: ode. Yeah. I didn't know if you wanted me to say that with you.
1: I like when you say it with me. It does actually throw me off a little when you don't.
0: Yeah. yeah. When you said "bonusode," I thought you were gonna say "boner."
1: Oh, the boner-sode. It's an episode about Porky's, the nineteen eighty-two movie.
0: Or boners.
1: <laughs> a movie just
0: about boners. Hi guys, it's Ashley. It's Ryan. And this is our first mini episode that we're doing exclusively. For the Ruiner's Club. Yeah. And if anybody's listening, then hi, thank you for joining the Ruiner's Club.
1: We welcome you.
0: Or maybe you're listening to this because I put it on our regular feed to entice you into joining the Ruiner's Club.
1: I was just thinking about how it's a fan club. And when I was a kid, if you ever joined a fan club, you would get like a little membership card.
0: <laughs> yeah.
1: We should get people membership cards so they can have a Runer's Club card in their wallet.
0: <laughs>
1: Even though it's a bunch of you know 30-year-olds listening to our podcast.
0: Just pull it out like, yeah. yep.
1: Let me get out my debit card, my credit card, my driver's license. Oh, here's my runers Club card. Okay, I'm ready to go on my airplane ride.
0: <laughs> I mean, that's an amazing idea that maybe we'll have to consider. Yeah, I'm pretty sure we could probably print up some decent... Priced ones on VistaPrint, they're always doing nine ninety nine for business cards. There you go. I don't know if they still do that. it Was like ten years ago. <laughs> <laughs> Inflation's
1: got it up to eleven ninety nine at least. Yeah.
0: So, guys, hi. If you haven't noticed by the summary I read, we are doing Shaun of the Dead. Also, it, it should be listed on the episode line. Yeah. So
1: Yeah. I will say the log line was kind of vague.
0: I liked it, though. Yeah,
1: it was very short and sweet to the point. There's
0: been so many times where we've watched a movie, and I'm looking up the summary to say it for the episode, and I'm like, why don't we just give away the whole plot? (laughs) Yeah. And I end up editing myself, because... That
1: or, I feel like, the amount of them that you've read, and you're like,
0: who wrote this? Yeah. Did they pass third
1: grade English? (laughs) Terrible grammar.
0: I don't know... How it gets chosen on IMDB, or IMDb mm-hmm. again with the BD. Yeah. They got eyes. But yeah, sometimes they're just not written very well. Since this is our first Minnesota, we do have some sort of structure, but it's, it's a little looser yeah. than our regular episodes. Basically, we're rewatching movies that we love. And we consider untouchable to watch for a regular Ruining Our Childhood episode. Mm-hmm. And this week we're doing Shaun of the Dead, the 2004 classic starring Simon Pig and Nick Frost, among others. Yes. I said Nis-Frost. Nix. Nix. <laughs> Nick.
1: I just thought of uh, Jessica Day.
0: A new girl. Yeah. So, basically, we're just going to talk about how much we love it mm-hmm. and kind of talk about some key points. We did rewatch it. Yes. Already. And, yeah. I don't know if you want to kick us off.
1: Yeah. What is your memory of the movie?
0: I didn't see it in theaters. Mm -hmm. I don't even know if it was in theaters where I lived in Montana. But I did at the time I was working at a video store. R.I.P. Video stores. Yeah. I'm sure there's some somewhere. Not many. Yeah. There's like
1: one blockbuster left and it's like in Oregon.
0: Yeah. This one was not a blockbuster. It was a smaller business. But mm-hmm. we would get copies of movies that hadn't come out yet. Mm-hmm. And our boss would let us rent them beforehand. And this, we got this one. And I was like, oh, that sounds amazing. Because I love zombies. I've already discussed this on numerous episodes. But I remember taking it home and watching with my brother. And I believe his wife, who wasn't his wife at the time. Mm-hmm. But I want to say Brandy was there. And just loving it instantly. Yeah. It was everything I'd ever want a comedy zombie movie to be. Yeah.
1: Very much. Um, How about you? For me, a little different. You introduced me to this movie. Did I? Yeah.
0: I am so amazing.
1: Back in good old... I would say it was very early in our relationship when Mm -hmm. we would just get together and watch movies together. I want to say this would have been one of the first ones we watched. And I will say, I remember it being in theaters here where we live now, and I kind of glossed over it and just was like, that looks like, and I think it's a lot because of the name sounds just like Dawn of the Dead, which had come out six months earlier. Yes. And so I thought it was one of those shitty, cheesy parodies, like Epic Movie or Vampires Suck, where it was going to be just an over-the-top parody. Yeah. Yeah and i couldn't have been more wrong
0: there's definitely rewatching it now and and actually paying attention and writing down some notes mm-hmm. there are definitely references to zombie movies yeah but they do it in a way that's really respectful of the material and they pay homage to all the great zombie movies instead of just kind of having all these pop culture references yeah. that like scary movie I definitely want to do it for the podcast one time because mm-hmm. it was, at the time, a really, really funny movie. And the second one was always my favorite scary movie, mm-hmm. too. But I think rewatching it now it would be so outdated because a lot of the references is what was happening the year it came out. It wasn't just about scary movies. It was they were referencing a lot of things.
1: I, I distinctly remember scary movie too, referencing those nike commercials where they were just dribbling a basketball and you could hear the shoes squeaking and that is fucking dated as hell
0: yeah we would understand it but if a 16 year old's watching it they're gonna be like i don't know i don't get it
1: no clue what that is yeah yeah
0: that's why i think those movies don't really hold up in general Mm -hmm. but this movie doesn't rely heavily on references no at all that's crazy. I didn't know I was the one. I mean, I probably remembered at the time because I probably was like, have you ever seen Shaun on the Dead? You haven't? You're crazy. Yeah. But it's self- such
1: a funny movie. You're going to love it. And that and sounds like whole... 19-year-old Ashley. And I'm just thinking, I must have, especially, you know, 22-year-old pretentious know-it-all Ryan was probably going, oh, this movie's
0: going to suck, but yeah, let's watch it. Versus 35-year-old pretentious know-it-all Ryan. Am I right? Ah, ah. You suck. <laughs> So, this is obviously a cult classic, I would say. Yes. Why do you think this movie resonates with so many people? We kind of
1: talked about it. I'm like, well, it sounds like a parody. The zombies look legitimate.
0: Yes. They're
1: They're not over the top. And it is a comedy, but at no point do they touch cheesiness. So, I think that alone helps, and I feel like, over the years, Nick Frost and Simon Pegg have now starred in four movies together, including this, uh, Paul, Hot Fuzz, and The World's End. All of them have exceptionally high Rotten Tomato scores. Yes. I think the tr- trilogy has like, I think the lowest one's in 88. So I would say more than anything, those two have built up insane goodwill with moviegoers. So it's just like you're signing up to go laugh your butt off and be entertained. And it's not by any means a shitty parody. What about you?
0: I agree. I think it's still really funny. Mm -hmm. I crack up literally almost every other line to me is hilarious. And at this point, I've seen it so many times that I can quote it. I also feel like it has a lot of heart. Like, there's a lot of actual emotional scenes. Mm -hmm. Almost more emotional than a serious zombie movie. Very true. Sean has to shoot his mom in the head. He comes to terms with his stepdad. He has a rocky relationship with him. And he finally acknowledges that he is his dad Mm -hmm. right before he dies.
1: He's kind of going through almost a breakup. Yes.
0: And he's coming to terms with, you know, that rough transition of, Becoming an adult, mm-hmm. and I think that's something that I remember that plot from watching it firsthand. But being an eighteen-year-old watching this movie, that idea of like you, you're almost thirty and you're still hanging out with your buddy at, at the bar every single night, that wasn't like a a thing for me. But now I'm like, yeah, that's it does start to get exhausting. And when do you want to get out of your dead end job? Which so I that resonates with me now as an adult. Yeah, it's just a really well-done movie overall, too. But I think it's because it doesn't rely on just being a comedy, too. It has that depth of other things.
1: Yeah, definitely you bring up an excellent point about just the heart that the movie has. It's not just a comedy. Yeah. It's a very well-made movie.
0: Yeah, and it's funny, too, because I'm like, even in the serious moments at the end of the movie where they feel like they're trapped in the cellar and they're considering killing each other, him and Mm -hmm. Liz. Yeah. Uh, like It's still, it's serious. And if you sat there for a second, you're like, that's some heavy shit. But then he's like, just trying to imagine like killing her first and then killing himself. And he does like the explosion in the back of his head. (laughs) And it's just the simplest thing, which is hilarious. But it's also like, that's depressing. But yeah. Ugh, it's great. <laughs> it is great. <laughs> Was there any plot points you wanted to talk about, or do you want to move on to some of the funnier moments?
1: I think the one plot point, and you definitely touched on it, is the fact that the relationship with his mom, like yeah. he adores his mom, and having to go with that struggle of, oh my God, I'm going to have to shoot my mom. And that one guy who's in their group, David, is just, you got to shoot her. And he's like, that's my mom. Yeah. And he finally ends up doing it.
0: Which I think every zombie movie has that that kind of scene where you have to shoot a loved one. Mm -hmm. And you have to make that hard choice. And it's funny to me that a comedy like Shaun of the Dead has more depth in it and the way he was crying in it than like... I can think of any of the other zombie movies that I love. Yeah. Where they're kind of become like cold and jaded. They're like, I guess I got to kill my sister, you know?
1: No. Yeah. it It's really Simon Pegg and Edgar Wright. Just their writing in this movie is fantastic.
0: Yeah. Also, I was kind of thinking about it because obviously we're not in a zombie apocalypse right now. We're We're dealing with a pandemic and hmm. we're... Kind of being shut off from the world. But I think what resonates with me is that at the beginning of the movie, Sean has these problems in his life where, you know, his girlfriend, his parents want him to become more of an adult and reach his potential. Mm-hmm. And he's stuck in this job that he's been in for a long time. He's 29, which made me feel old when he said I'm 29 because I'm obviously past that age now. hmm. But he's working with a bunch of 17-year-olds, so that makes him feel great. But the minute, you know, that outbreak happens and, and he realizes it, it's like all those problems are so trivial. Yeah. You know? And Very it's kind of like when you're going through this world we live in right now, some of the problems that I had like two months ago, like with certain aspects of my life, mm-hmm. like it seems so trivial now. So that to me like resonated too because... If it's the end of the world, things start to come into focus mm-hmm. and you realize there's stuff that you worried about before the end of the world that you're like, why? Why was I'm I worried so about that? Yeah, yeah,
1: exactly. That That's so minuscule and pointless compared to... It's literally life or death.
0: <laughs> Not that I'm saying it's the end of the world, guys. We're going to no. get through this, but yes. you know. I get what you're saying. <laughs> what was some of your funniest moments that you loved in this movie?
1: We kind of talk about how this movie is well written and... Has a lot of heart, but any time Ed would pass gas and say, I'm sorry, Sean, and Sean's like, it's okay, man, and he's like, no, I'm sorry, and then he hits him with a delayed fart smell, and yeah. Sean would just like, oh, God, I'm sorry. I'm a sucker for a good fart joke. It's got me every time.
0: You would. Yeah. As I get older, I'm not as big of a fan of fart jokes, but I will say this is an exception for me because they don't even have to like make sounds or anything like no, that. Uh-uh. It's just the concept of it.
1: Yeah. there's actually literally no sound. Yeah. In because Sorry. that's
0: what part of the joke is. Yeah. Too. Yeah. One of my favorite lines, uh, in this movie is when Sean goes to get Liz, David and Diane, Diana, mm-hmm. Diane, Diane. And, She's talking to him in her bedroom and she's like, oh, you want to, oh no, it was, it was before the outbreak. It's when he goes to her house cause he fucked up again and didn't make reservations for their, the restaurant. And she's like, oh, you want to hang out with my friends, a failed actress and a twat? And he's like, that's not fair. I never called Diana a failed actress. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. Oh, cause uh, David is. He is. Oh, he is. The definition of one. God. Did you have anything else you wanted to talk on this?
1: I love this scene where it's like the night before the outbreak, or the night of the outbreak, actually, I would say, and Ed and Sean are hanging out at the Winchester, just getting drunk, and they leave the Winchester, and they're singing White Lines by Grandmaster Flash, Mm -hmm. and they come out and they're like, you know, white lines... And there's this zombie walking down the street moaning, right. but he's doing it perfectly in sync. So they think he's just singing with them. <laughs> so they just keep going. Ooh. <laughs> Cracks me up every time.
0: It's, it's an amazing part. I think the one thing I do love about this movie is the repetit- repetitiveness. I can't talk to say that word. But the repetition of jokes mm-hmm. and also... Like, in the first scene, before anything bad's happening, the opening of the movie, he he has a routine he does every single day, pretty much. He goes down to the shop, grabs a soda, talks mm-hmm. to the, the shop owner, goes back, hangs out with his buddy, and then goes to work. Mm-hmm. But the day after, you know, the outbreak and he's still doing it and all the stuff that he ignores yes like there's dead bodies there's zombies walking around
1: there's blood all over the cooler and on the floor he slips and he doesn't even acknowledge what's going on
0: i i love how how that is it's it's just so perfect there's there's
1: so many scenes in here that they're not even funny they're just so well done Right after that, he comes back to the apart or house, and he's sitting there flipping through the channels, and he's stopping on every channel for a second, and just whatever word is said on the channel or words, it is formulating the perfect news briefing as to what is going on. Yeah. Insanely well done.
0: Yeah, I love that. Yeah. In uh, the garden scene, like with the girl in the garden, mm-hmm. like my my favorite line is when he's just like oh my god she's so drunk (laughs) because it's it's just that moment before they realize like oh shit is really happening it's it's that concept of being so safe in your that's not your first thought is like oh that's a zombie your first thought is what is wrong with that lady she must be drunk she
1: must be drunk
0: yeah and I, i just loved it and then i love when ed Winds the disposable camera (laughs) after they realize there is something worse going on. Because she falls onto the pole.
1: Pole, Yeah. The base for like an umbrella. Yeah. And then she
0: pulls herself out and he's just winding the camera. (laughs) It's just little things like that that just get me in this movie.
1: And their plan of action to attack her was to get vinyl records. (laughs) But then take the time to look which vinyls they were throwing. Because you can't throw... Purple Rain, but you can throw the Batman soundtrack.
0: Yes, yes, yes. I, I do like uh, in the scene right after you were talking about uh, when they come home from drunk in the bar and Pete, their roommate who's really serious and, you know, an adult mm-hmm. comes down and is like, what the fuck are you guys doing? And he throws his album out the window and he's like, that was the second album I've ever bought. <laughs> and then he repeats it again when Ed throws it at yeah. the at the girl. the girl in the garden, yeah. yeah.
1: The last one that just really got me is when David yells at Sean that you're ha- you were having a tiff with your boyfriend and blowing our cover, and Sean quickly informs him that Ed's not my boyfriend. And Eddie immediately hands him a drink. Yeah. Hands the drink to Sean but like cautions him about the temperature yeah. and Sean's just like oh thanks babe. Yeah, <laughs>
0: like, I love that. Just perfectly done. It, it reminds me of like the dynamic between Troy and Abed on yeah. Community which is one of our favorite shows. We've mm-hmm. mentioned it several times. But just that dynamic of like they're best friends and they're not insecure about their relationship. No. I think that's I mean, I I could list 99% of the movie, but again, this is supposed to be a mini episode. So in this exclusive episode, we do have some amazing awards. Unless you want to... Did you want to do dated references? Uh, Sorry.
1: I only had a couple and I will say it's not truly a dated reference yet, but I did want to touch on it is Sean works at an electronics
0: store. Yeah.
1: And yeah, the electronics are all dated. But I feel like the job of working in an electronics store has very a, a lot of potential to be a very dated reference here in about two years.
0: Yeah, for sure. So, I mean, we barely even have any retail stores that are just yeah. Best Buy, and I feel like that place is a...
1: It's hanging on by a string.
0: Scooby-Doo goes down. Yeah,
1: so it's not yet out of it, but it's, uh, it's going that way.
0: Yeah, I agree. They, there's just so many parts. Like when they're discussing their plan... Mm-hmm. like after they realize that the world is ending and mm-hmm. that there's zombies they keep re-editing their plan and everything just keeps getting shorter like kill phil <laughs> uh,
1: go get mom yeah kill phil go to the winchester and have a pint and wait for this all to play out
0: yeah, yeah. to blow over
1: oh blow over i apologize <laughs> it's
0: okay yes um do you want to move on to the awards or do yeah. you have anything else
1: no let's hit them with
0: some awards you want to introduce the first one we didn't discuss this yes
1: our first award, we do not have the Thomas J. Hanks Award. No. Uh, we instead, equally prestigious, we have the Emily Jean Stone Award for delightful acting, aka the Emma Stone Award, aka the Stony. The Stony. The Stony. Who did you give your award to?
0: I had to give it to Simon Pig. Yeah. Just his character overall. Obviously, being the main character, he got some of the funnier lines. But he also had that, you know, that emotional scene where he was like crying over his mom's body. Mm-hmm. Or she wasn't quite dead yet, but she was dying. And I just everything he said was either funny or really emotional. So I, I loved it. And obviously the movie wouldn't be anywhere without him.
1: No, he, as much as I love Nick Frost, he definitely, it's his arc that carries the movie more yeah, than anything. For sure. And he's just Amazing in this. And it's funny because you just think of right after this, his career really does blow up, more so than Nick Frost does. He's in Star Trek, he's in um the Mission Impossible movies. He was in has a cameo in one of the Star Wars movies. Like he's in a ton of stuff.
0: Yeah, that's true. Yeah. That's very true.
1: He's just delightful.
0: We do have an extra award in our minisodes. This is the kind of content you'll get. When you join mm-hmm. the ruining, ruining our childhood fan club, <laughs> it's the scene stealing award, a.k.a. the Stanley Tucci, because we were trying to think of an actor that is never, ever really the lead. Yeah. But is always really good in all of the movies he's ever been in. Mm hmm. And Stanley Tucci. Stanley Tucci. Yeah. That's very true. Um, who did you give yours to?
1: I kinda went back and forth and I before we watched the movie, I just assumed I'd be giving it to Nick Frost. He's the sidekick in the movie. He's great. But I actually gave it to Bill Nye, who plays Simon Pegg's stepfather, Philip, because he really uh he steals all the scenes he's in. Yeah. To the point he goes and visits Sean at his job. They have a kind of a funny interaction there, but it's also like, it would be if your dad's talking down to you about going and visiting your mother. Yeah. And then also when he dies and they have that, finally, like, Sean comes to terms like, no, he was a really good guy to me and I do like him. So he was just, and he's not in very much of the movie.
0: Yeah. No, I I agree with that assessment. I did give mine to Nick Frost because Ed, I felt like, again, was another part of the The movie that I don't know if he wasn't in it, I don't know how who else could play Ed. I agree, and like just their friendship, especially at the end when they're kind of saying goodbye. Mm -hmm. Even though Zombie Ed is hanging out, yeah, in the garden shed forever, assuming, you know, that it did bring a lot of heart to the movie towards the end. There, I did really like Liz, and I think I've appreciated Liz more Mm -hmm. as an adult because. I realized that she's kind of more of the straight man than anybody. And she wasn't just that like typical, like, here's a female character who is just there. Yeah. Like, she had some good moments where she had to be like really strong. And and she,
1: while she's strong and kind of trying to get Sean to grow up, she doesn't really come across as that, what's the word I'm looking for? Like the movies where it's a, a man child and they have this girlfriend who's a nagging girlfriend. Yes. That's Shawn's, how
0: a lot of female characters are written.
1: Yeah, she's not really that. She's no, like, just trying to get him to become an adult, but she's not naggy.
0: Yeah, she I think she was justified in in dumping him at the beginning. Yeah, very much so. Because she and she didn't even put it completely on him. Like she says in the line that she's like I don't want to wake up one day and just be wondering what happened to my life cuz I went to the pub every single day. That wasn't the exact line, but no, no. she says that. Yeah. And so that, that's like her too. She's just like, I don't want to be stuck in this cycle of just doing the same thing every single day. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I mean, I, I was like very close to giving her an award, but I just couldn't ignore Simon Pig and Nick Frost. Yeah. No, it movie. was... They make the movie.
1: It was difficult to not give mine to Nick Frost.
0: Do you want to announce our new award for not so great actor
1: yes our our last award is the brendan Fraser, the b phrase award for existing aka the person that could possibly ruin the movie but the movie is too good whom did you give your award to
0: so i mean this has happened to us before but there's movies where there's not necessarily like a bad actor. Mm -hmm. I just, I almost choose it more for the character and I had to give it to David. Absolutely. Uh, who is played by Dylan Moran, who Mm. actually I thought played the character very well. And I've seen him in other things. He's a, he's a great British actor, Mm -hmm. but I just, I hate him so much. Yeah. I like with a passion. I hate, he's so pretentious. He hates Sean. He's in love with Liz. Mm -hmm. He strings on Diane he tries to literally shoot Sean because he punched him in the face because he wanted to shoot Sean's mom. Yeah. And he just is that spineless... He's that guy that if a zombie apocalypse happens, he would... You know, there's people that would turn into that person where they just sit there and bitch the whole time without providing actual solutions. Yes. So...
1: I 100% agree. That's who I gave my award to. There's some cameos in this movie but there's all the cast is pretty compact down to about maybe six people yeah because like yeah martin freeman's in this but he just is in two seconds of the movie i 100 percent agree not giving him the award because his acting's bad it was just like no he's just a pretentious d-bag and we're kind of giving him it on account of that which if anything is means the guy was a good actor yeah because he made us hate him yeah but yeah
0: and his death scene was probably the best one. And really, I think it was a reference to, like, just George A. Romero's really gory yes. death scenes mm-hmm. in all of the zombie movies I love. And I, I felt like when I was younger, when I first watched this movie, I didn't really like Diane. But I actually, like, re-watching this movie and paying more attention, she is actually way too good for David. And she was kind of like Liz, where she was strong and, like, her and Liz stepped up when they were trying to kill the zombie in the backyard, Mm -hmm. while, like, Ed and David are just sitting there, and Sean's like, do you guys want to step in (laughs) at any point, guys? No? No? No.
1: I also... Yeah, as far as Diane, she hates Sean. Yeah. But she also... Agrees with him when he has good ideas about their plan that they're doing. She just not, you know, she didn't let the hatred that she had for Sean dissuade her and just be like, no, I'm gonna side with my douchebag boyfriend over here who is pretentious a hole just because he's my boyfriend. But she's like, no, Sean's got a good idea. I agree with him. Let's go this route.
0: Yeah, so, I actually hated the fact that she chased after David because I was like, you're too good for him, and now yeah. you're gonna die for him.
1: Yeah, she. Uh,
0: it was also kind of funny because she. Took his leg and was hitting zombies with it. So, <laughs> yeah. uh, good moment. So, yeah, I don't really know how to end this podcast.
1: Do you have any final thoughts or anything you want to add?
0: Other than the reason I found this movie to be untouchable is that it is one of my favorite movies. It combines so many things that I love. And just rewatching it today... Like, it's not even dated. Like, I no. don't watch it going, like, oh, man, that's super dated. Mm-mm. Other than, like, you know, some electronics or whatever. But it's just still so good, and I love it.
1: It's a movie that, if I had a guess, we watch it probably about once a year. Yeah. And even today, I'm sitting there going, I've seen this movie. Probably this might be the 14th time. I'm still laughing at it. I know what's coming around the corner, but I'm still... in. Intrigued by it and still loving the movie, which I think is just a testament to how good it is and what a good comedy it is, but also just a good movie.
0: For sure. Yeah. For sure. And not so much anymore, but when I remember when I first watched it, it was scary at times too. So it's like scary, funny, emotional. It's yeah. It's got everything.
1: It, it really does.
0: And if you don't agree with us, then I don't know. You're entitled to your opinion. No,
1: absolutely. If you if you don't agree with us, or so your comment in one of our posts, I'm sure we're gonna have posts on our social medias about it. Tell us that your reason for not liking it.
0: Yeah, that's true.
1: Open our eyes.
0: <laughs> open our eyes. You're not gonna open my You're eyes. not gonna open them. You're, <laughs> No,
1: our eyes are firmly closed.
0: <laughs> um. So yeah, that was our first mini episode, or as Ryan likes to call it, a bonus ode. Bonus ode so thanks for listening guys again thanks for listening
1: uh and joining the runers club i just repeated things thanks 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 for for listening listening. guys and thanks thanks for for listening listening, guys
0: thanks for listening thanks for listening (laughs) oh did i mention thanks for listening
1: and we'll see you guys uh on tuesday with a new episode
0: but we won't see you again
1: well i like to tell them i'll see them
0: unless you want to take a picture of you listening to the episode and post it on our social media (laughs) There no? You go. No? Yeah. Nobody's gonna do that. No. Okay. Bye. Bye.